0: This is the legendary Tom DeFalco, and you're listening to Amazing Spider Talk.
1: Welcome to the Amazing Spider Talk. My name is Dan Gavosden and I'm the editor of SuperiorSpiderTalk.com.
0: And I'm Mark Chinacchio, the editor of the Chasing Amazing
1: blog. Thanks for joining us again for the 13th episode of Amazing Spider Talk. Maybe it's an unlucky episode, Mark.
0: Oh, I was going to say it's lucky 13 because this is going to be a good one, right?
1: Oh, yeah. We love this issue. We hope you enjoy this Spoiler podcast. Alert. <laughs> we hope you enjoy this podcast and that it provides an intelligent conversation between two fans and collectors as we hope to look at the Spider Man comic universe in a bit of a bigger picture.
0: Yes, and for this episode, we'll be discussing the unlucky, amazing Spider Man number 13 by Van Slott, and Giuseppe Comincoli. Reading your comments, emails, giving away prizes, discussing Spider News. And then concluding with the the ongoing series Dan and I have been doing on The Coming Home Arc, which is with um, Amazing Spider-Man Volume 2, number 34, by J. Michael Straczynski and John Romita Jr.
1: Of course, if you hear this sound, please check out your iOS device for a link to an article, video, or image to enhance your listening experience. Well, lucky or not, let's talk about it. Amazing Spider-Man, number 13. (laughs)
0: Opportunity to seize everything you ever wanted. One moment. Ah, yes, lucky or not. Here we come. (laughs) Um So Amazing Spider-Man 13. Dan, well, I guess we should back up and say, you know, for those who did not catch the last episode of the podcast, um, Dan and I were uh not fans of issue number twelve. We kind of turned fast and hard and uh, just on Spider Verse in general, um, I know we don't always talk about the crossovers and tie-ins, but I mean, you know, this just, just judging from some of the commentary on each of our respective websites, uh, you know, there seems to be a consensus that Spider Verse kind of come off the rails, right, Dan?
1: Yeah, yeah, or or even that the B titles are are the better books to be reading.
0: Yeah, well, right. Although <laughs> there's some issues with that, we can talk about that in a little bit <laughs> in yeah, terms absolutely. of absolutely. Um, but here. Um, you know, 13, it was a m- modest improvement over the previous issue, which isn't really saying that much, because I think the the last issue from the both of us probably got one of the lowest scores we've ever given a comic on this episode, on this show. I mean, it's just, there's still just some really inherent problems with Spider-Verse that I don't think Dan Slot has ever, any interest in remedying? Maybe he doesn't see these as problems. Maybe only fans like us see these as problems. I don't know.
1: I, but, I don't think that that's true. Although uh, I do see all these high review scores uh, on the internet. Although Newsarama turned hard on this issue and gave it a five out of ten.
0: Uh, well, you know, I mean, like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to wish ill on the on the book, but it's like it's kind of that's that's actually refreshing to hear. <laughs> it's like I'm starting to be like, am I like you know? When we started this podcast, and I mean, you know, I think a large reason why we kind of sought each other out was because, you know, we, we you know, wanted, we, not that we took a positive spin. But, you know, like like we, we were trying to see the big picture and weren't jumping on every single little minor detail as like a nitpicking it. And, um, you know, and there wasn't a huge voice for that. And I think that our podcast kind of, you know— attracted like-minded people in terms of like, oh, you know, it's good to hear someone who, you know, is, thinks critically but, you know, is generally – generally likes the comics that they're reading and talking about. Well, you know? we,
1: we enjoy reading the comic. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. Well,
1: at this point though, I, I, I will say like if I wasn't so invested, I would probably have dropped this book.
0: Yeah, I, I, and I, I don't disagree. I mean, you know, I've been collecting Spider-Man comics for 30 you – know, almost 30 years now. And, you know, like, I'm I'm not going to drop it because it's almost like, it's almost crazy. But like, you know, like, it's funny. I read this um, and we're going to get to the review in a second, guys. <laughs> uh, I read this uh, blog post once on 13th Dimension. I don't know if you ever read that blog. Um, but um, and the guy was, hes a, Dan Greenfield, the guy who writes, is a huge Batman fan. And he kind of talked about, like, you know, the the painstaking emotion that goes into dropping a book. And he's like... And basically, he's kind of going through what we're going through in that he's like, you know, I'm always going to read the main Batman book because I love Batman. I'm never going to drop it. But he's like, I, you know, Batman Eternal, which is the weekly series that they're doing, has just completely lost me. He's like, and you know what? I'm just dropping it. And he's like, it's, it's that. It's fine. I'm not going to, you know, like there's always this fear that I'm going to miss something or like it's going to get good again and I'm going to miss that. He's like, you know what? It's not. I'm not enjoying reading it. It's taking time out of my my day from reading other stuff that I want to read, and that's kind of you know I I found myself like I dropped Spider Man and X Men after one issue because that was just a waste of time, uh, you know probably at the conclusion of Spider Verse I'm you know I might drop some of these spinoff titles not, not that they're bad but it's like you know the investment in it was its connection to the Spider Man universe and I'm just not that interested in it right now. <laughs> I'm more interested in what what's going on in. Ant Man and Avengers and Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel, you know what I mean? So um anywho, uh so yeah, 13 was a modest improvement, but you know, Dan, like I mean let's start first and foremost. My biggest thing is Peter Parker, five issues into Spider-Verse, 13 issues into Coming Back from the Dead, he is still a bystander in his own book. He's passive, he's not a leader, he's not the star of his book. Like and this is not changing. And I don't know why it's not changing. This is this is this is insulting that it's not changing.
1: And I, I mean, I haven't read issue six obviously yet, you know, of, of this series. But mm-hmm. um I have to think Dan Slot's gonna try to pull some big thing at the end where Peter gets all the glory and and is the linchpin for solving this, and I'm just not gonna believe it. Like,
0: yeah, it's not it's not earned. And, you know, it's like going back to Superior 30, which, you know, at the time was an issue that I liked more than you did. But it's like, you know, as as hindsight gets better and better. And looking back, I mean, that was systemic of the same issue. Like it was like there was no build. It just happened. And it's like I'm not this is the triumphant return of this character. And there's been no triumph for this character. There has not been.
1: Yeah, not at all. And you know, it started off with us making us think, and I think maybe because we were more positive on this story because we were giving it the benefit of the doubt that it was going to like be the story that earned Peter that spotlight again, right? Um, and and you know, once we realized it wasn't the case, you know, it was a it was a hard heel turn, like you said. But even ideas presented in the first issue of this series, or or even building up to Spider Verse. Have been completely dropped. You know, for example, uh, Peter's sexual attraction to Silk. Um, where is that gone? What happened yeah. to that story? And and then you know, am I going to be looking back on that element later and saying, "Well, wait a second. Like, what was the what was the deal with the bride, or what was the deal with um, his attraction to her? Was there some was there something motivating that and I don't really think anything is going to ever going to come back around to that. And um, we'll, get to, yeah. we'll get to the reveal of, of, of what the bride and the scion and, and all that stuff means in a minute, but you know, it's making me look back at the beginning and say, well, that didn't even make any sense.
0: Yeah, or when it does come back, it's gonna come back at a point of convenience where there's not gonna be any builder fanfare for it. You know what I mean? Like that's I think that's the bigger issue is that, you know, you know, Dan Slot talks a lot on Twitter about how he plays the long game, the long game. You know, he mines things that he wrote six, seven years ago. And, you know, that's all well and good, but you know, there's a difference between like You know, doing like what Chris Claremont did on X-Men where like, you know, every issue felt like it built on the prior and and, and on the dozens that came before it. And, you know, building to something and then leaving it half complete and going to start building something else. And then going back and putting a few more bricks on the other building and then going back to the other one and then starting a new building. And that's what Dan Slott does with Spider-Man. That is what he's been doing with Spider-Man. It's there's Nothing gets finished. Everything is this incomplete thoughts.
1: By that rationale, you know, it's like anything could happen. Like Alpha could show up the next issue and solve this whole thing. You know, like, and and that doesn't mean anything to me at all. Like you're saying, there's no emotional connection to that. It's like, oh, I guess that's clever. And half the time it's not even clever.
0: Right, right. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe Clash will be, you know, I, I feel like Clash kind of, Took off where Alpha meant to take off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: but then, but then, you know, we, we're saying that this issue is like slightly better than the previous one, and I think the reason that you and, and you can back me up on this uh, or, or not uh, yeah. that it's that it's better than the last one is because it has a couple of interesting character moments in it. But that wasn't even the our complaints about the last issue. It's like, oh, here's some. Okay, things that it does better, but all of those core problems that existed last issue are still prevalent here.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I guess what I would say, I yes, you're right, and you know, you're you're, you know, and, and I would just add to what you say. I mean, I think part of the reason why I see this better is I just kind of see this story being a little more coherent. Like it's like you know, if someone asks me to you know, in in two paragraphs, describe what I just read. I feel like I'd have an easier time of it with Amazing Spider Man 13 than I did with the last issue. Because the last issue was just kind of like, uh, cowboy spiders and robots. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, and, and. That actually, and, sa-
1: that actually sounds cooler than what I read. That's true.
0: <laughs> Whereas this was just, you know, I mean, okay, you know, we, we, we learn what's going on with the other, the scion, the bride, we, we. You know, we 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 get a pep talk with Otto and Uncle Ben. We get, you know, like they're they're getting ready to fight finally. You know, like it just, you know, we we get some info on the secret scrolls, which I just, I can I tell you, like if this is the last Spider Man story I ever read that says the word secret scrolls in it, I'm, I'm you know, I'm all the better for it. Like I just, <laughs> I just hate this subplot so much. I th- I'm embarrassed that this is a subplot. This is like why I don't. Like why comics get a bad name with people outside of like the bubble of comic book dumb. Like, well, it's you know, like
1: bad like, fan fiction.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is bad fan fiction. It's like like Secret Scrolls. <laughs> well,
1: I mean even more insulting is that they like make reference to something appearing on the second scroll and they don't even like tell you what it is. So it's like, hey, if you want to find out what's on that second scroll, go buy this other book. And it's like, right. what?
0: Right. And let me, uh, let me just cut in again. Sorry. To, I know this, 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 this review is as tangential as this story has been. Um, I, I saw on Twitter the other day that Dan Slott said that the, the appropriate reading order, because, you know, we had like, what, four different Spider-Books drop on Wednesday? Yeah. Um, the appropriate reading order is Scarlet Spiders 3, Spider-Woman 3, ASM 13, and then Spider-Verse Team-Up. And, like, to me, like, that sentence alone just describes everything that's wrong with this storyline. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like there shouldn't, like, even, even when, like, you know, like, when Batman did Court of Owls in, or, you know, in 2011, 2012, I mean, like, yeah, it went into the other Bat books, but if you read Batman...
1: You knew what was going on in Court of Owls. <laughs> you know what yeah, I, mean? I read like, that story and didn't even know there was other other stories. Really? Yeah, to
0: it. yeah, yeah. There were other and and, and you know in the same vein, Spider Island. You know what I mean? Like there was no reading order to Spider Island. You know the reading well, order was.
1: I, I wouldn't go that far. There were there were some reading orders that were presented towards the end with the Venom tie-in.
0: Yeah, but it wasn't as. It's not as felt, bad. It was tied in more gracefully, I think. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you, you you, could have gotten by without reading Venom. Because you got to also keep in mind, like, and just, again, be kind of scattered about this. When I was reading Spider Island, at that point, I was um, subscribing to ASM, but I was picking up Venom at the comic book store. So I was getting my ASM, like, two weeks late, and I had no issue. Like, I wasn't, like, I didn't feel like I was ahead of the story by reading Venom first.
1: hmm. hmm, hmm.
0: Um, well, I mean, I
1: mean, but then there's, then there's the whole other issue of, um, like plot beats that are in, uh, the alternate issues that should be in this book or in right. the other issues where nothing happens. Like right. Spider Woman as, as charmingly written as I think that book is. Yeah. Um,
0: there's not a lot going on there.
1: Well, no, it's a complete rehash of what we found out in other books. Right. Um, where like it's several like... weeks too late.
0: Whereas in Scarlet Spider, you know, I was talking about in the last episode about how ASM was in desperate need of a hope spot. And you kind of got that in Scarlet Spiders, you know, like you get the clone factory destroyed. And, you know, yes, Ben Riley sacrificed himself to do that. But, you know, there's the hope spot. But that's not, you know, like we kind of open... ASM thirteen with a reference to the hope spot. You know, like if you want to find out why you should be hopeful about this story, read this other book. You know what I mean? Like, you know, why they might possibly win this thing. You know, whereas like you know something of that magnitude should be happening in the main narrative, don't you think? Or or they should at least give it a little more lip service. I don't know.
1: Yeah, and then the most pro- problematic issue that uh, this release this week is the. um, the Spider Verse team up issue.
0: Yeah. Which
1: had these two stories that I thought were just baffling. Um, yeah. And for various different reasons. The first one depicts the Spider Team recruiting Karn to their yes. team. Like right. this character that's had all this build in the Superior yeah. uh, Spider Man uh, issues and in Spider Verse. I mean, like. And by build, I mean like he's shown up twice despite seeming to be an important character. But he had, he was, you know, that beast story
0: in Superior was kind of building this character into being someone to pay attention to.
1: He was the most interesting of the Inheritors. Right. Which I just realized uh, someone let me know about this. I called them the Inquisitors all last episode. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't even notice that. I would have corrected you if I heard you do that. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I don't know what happened there. I. That's true. Okay. But okay. Well, it, inheritors, we got it. But um, – You're bad. <laughs> yeah, so Karn. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. So now are we going to get this dramatic moment in the final issue where Karn like betrays his family – and solves this whole thing? Like, with an who's going to care?
0: With an asterisk from Nick Lowe to see yeah. Spider-Verse Team-Up Issue 3.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. look, I spent a lot of money on this because I'm, you know, running this site and and, and the podcast. Yeah. And I enjoy reading Spider-Man comics. But it's a $20 a week investment sometimes. Yeah. You know, what – do they expect everyone to be spending this kind of m- money Um, Or they expect us to be, like, satisfied by an editorial box. Um, I don't know. Yeah. So there's Um, that. And then on the cover of that issue, there's, like, this Spider-Girl thing. And it's, like, a surprising reunion uh, for Spider-Girl. And there's a blacked-out figure. Yeah. Who is the blacked-out figure, Mark? Do you know? Yeah. I'm like, what reunion was there in that issue? There wasn't one. Ah. At all. It was a her and Uncle Ben uh, moment. But the figure yeah, it, on the cover is like a Spider-Man-shaped character. So there you go.
0: Womp womp. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had issues with that. But this is a, the Spider-Verse team-up Spider-Talk. So Well, well um,
1: anyway, I think it's important that we cover those because that's
0: No, no. I mean, in this case, yeah. But, I mean, I had issues with the Spider-Girl story. But, I mean, in terms of how that how my issues tie into my issues with Spider Verse as a whole not relevant, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah.
1: So let's get let's get back to the episode. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so okay. So more more stuff. Peter on the sidelines. So okay, so we have the clone the clone factory has been destroyed by the by the clones. Um we have you know the secret scrolls. Jessica, Jessica is the one, Jessica Drew is the one who rescues them or who retrieves them. And it's, it's, um, I always say her name wrong. Arya?
1: No, Anya.
0: Anya. So it's Anya. Okay. AKA the other spider girl, um, who can read them. So again, Peter is a bystander. Um, Kane becomes the other, goes ballistic, succeeds in killing Solus. And then do we are we to believe that Cain has bitten the dust?
1: I That's how I read it.
0: I didn't see that, but I read that in a couple other places. I mean, like, it looked like he was not in good shape, but I didn't see, like, the killing blow. I don't know.
1: Well, uh, uh, Moreland says, like, we don't need them alive, and then he tears off his arm and plunges the pincer blade through the back of his head. Seems pretty conclusive to me. Although who knows what the other— Incident. I mean, like the way Mm. the other works. I mean, (laughs) does anybody know how this thing works?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like
1: his version of the Hulk. I mean, I thought that sequence was kind of cool. I mean, if that's the way that Kane goes out. I mean, even then, me just uttering the phrase Kane dying. Like, how many times has this guy died now?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he he was believed to be dead in Spider-Island, right? Yeah. I mean, he kind of like, you know. Went into the inferno of the Spider Queen. Uh, uh, and then
1: and then no, he wasn't believed to be dead with Spider Island. He was believed to be dead in Grim Hunt.
0: That's right. Well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the point is he doesn't die. But yes. you know. But the the Marvel universe is ending, so I guess they gotta get rid of Kane. We'll get to that. <laughs> Put a pin <thin laughs> in that. <laughs> um and okay, and then like you know what, like there was even a scene. In this comic, we're like, and and again, maybe I'm this is a a misread on my part, but like you know, you have Spider Man India kind of like, you know, bemoaning the fact that, like you know, I'm just a pale imitation of this guy's life, and UK Spider Man UK comes over, and I guess you know you could say it's just a pep talk, but there's kind of like this like insinuation, like no, we're all special, damn it, you know, like there's not you know like we're all the same.
1: Well, like and, and, Spider-Man India doesn't want to get
0: red-shirted. Right. But like I just kind of feel like the text is, is even saying like Pete, there is nothing special about Peter. These are they're all special. These are all our special little friends. You know what I mean? Like like and and I guess if there was actually personality attributed to all these different characters and reasons to care about them, I'd agree with that. But there hasn't been. You know, like outside of like a couple of moments. But like you Spider know, like Man how?
1: India has basically been reading the series and seeing characters appear only to be slaughtered pages later. Yeah. Or <laughs> He's just like I've hung around, I'm definitely on the chopping block.
0: Or just to appear at a you know, just to satisfy the the, the quota of every Spider Man ever. I mean, you know what I mean? Like like there's no purpose to it these aren't characters they 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 it's an you know i said i said in one of my reviews recently this isn't a narrative it's an exhibition you know what i mean like it's it's just you know let's just flash stuff on the screen and hope it and like a lot of people got like riled up by like i guess they felt in my review for asm12 that I was dismissive about spider-man japan Cause I, I, I gotta be honest, I legitimately didn't recognize them. I, I just don't, I, I don't know what that blind spot is, but it's a blind spot. But like, you know, missing the point of the fact that I was like, the thing is they made this big to do of pages worth of this comic to introduce this character for the first time. We're in the fourth chapter of this comic. and it's not like him showing up, did anything for the narrative. It's like, he shows up and gets his butt kicked by Moreland. Who cares?
1: Well, yeah. you know, apparently people do care because Marvel put like the first three episodes of his show on their website, and all I saw all these people writing about like how excited they were to see it. And I'm like, are we really that much of a consumer culture? And the answer is probably yes. But like, I I really just don't care. Um, no,
0: I I mean I mean or care about it, but like care about those shows. Like it's it's his appearance in Spider Verse. Did nothing for him or the character of the story. So why is that like? Why does it like? Why does the idea of that being a waste of time offend you? Like it was a waste of time. It didn't do anything. Nothing happened. It's not like he came in and saved the day. He didn't. He got his butt kicked. Yeah. <laughs> Moving
1: on. <laughs> Moving on. So um, sorry. <laughs> I think um, the last the last big scene where Peter is uh, kind of pushed to the background is the last scene of this comic. Yes. And uh, it is a pep talk between Spider-Man and the alternate Uncle Ben. Do you want to tell the listeners, uh, maybe people who haven't read the, the book, what the deal with this alternate Uncle Ben is?
0: Well, right. So, I mean, and this was teased in the, the, tie, the Spider-Verse tie-in. So we're talking the book Spider-Verse, not the storyline Spider-Verse. Um, when you know there was an Uncle Ben who went to the exhibition, the 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 with Peter and got bit by the spider, so he became the 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 to- you know the Spider Man essentially. I mean, more or less of this universe. Um, and you know Ben tells his origin story here. So and, and this also puts the re- I mean you know talk about much to do about nothing. You know Uncle Ben is back. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Ben, you know, Ben Parker 616 is dead. Um still dead from the burglar. Um but this Ben, um, you know, I I did think I did like the kind of spin on the fact how like his nephew, you know, Peter was trying to convince him to go into show business and goof off about it and he was like from the get-go, no, I'm gonna do the responsible thing. Um but the the what was it, the emerald Elf or something, yeah, you know? the
1: emerald elf,
0: <laughs> not the green goblin, because you know, Norman Osborne would probably sue for copyright infringement. Um, um <laughs> he would sue over anything, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, those Osborns you can't touch them, trust them, and their tootsie roll hair, right. Um, he attacks Ben's, he kills Ben's family because he finds his identity, his Spider Man's identity, and then Ben. ben Kind of goes into hiding, makes a deal with Ezekiel, uh, you know, to live in one of his bunkers, and then P.S. While he was stowed away in the bunker, Otto Octavius of this Earth miscalculates and nukes the planet. Good times. So, good times. Otto Otto can fail. Otto real learns that he failed twice in this book,
1: which I thought was an interesting character moment. If something w- was done with it,
0: yeah, and there wasn't. Like you know, yeah, so. Just to backtrack, Otto discovers in this issue because Peter recognizes his uh, little digital um, uh, hologram as Anna Maria, and he's like, oh, you? Well, it's Anna Maria, and Otto puts two and two together. And it's like, wait, if he knows Anna Maria, that means he's from the future, which means he won. Yeah. And, like, you would think that would be, like, a total, like, dun-dun-dun moment.
1: Yeah, that's a huge moment. Like... And then, you know, it begs more questions like how did he forget about that or if he didn't forget about that moment or that discovery, then why was he acting that way in the superior Spider-Man issues? Yeah, there's a lot I mean, that could come out of that, but, you know, it's just kind of a passing thing.
0: Yeah, I mean to me there's two ways he – could reasonably respond. He could be outraged and riled up or he could be reflective, but he's neither. He does nothing. Um, which is disappointing, uh, say the least. And, um, yeah. And, and, and we, we kind of, from there kind of feed into this big pep talk that he gives, you know, cause Peter's trying to convince Ben to, Put the suit on and come join for the final battle against the, the – not the Inquisitors. Uh, and um, did you hear what I said there, Dan?
1: Yes, I did. <laughs> I'm still just shaking my head that I I made that big of a blunder. That's OK.
0: Um, I thought Kane is still alive, so. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. He's dead. I didn't see nobody. Yeah, right. Yeah, comic book rules.
0: <laughs> hey, Um but uh, yeah. So he gives this big pep talk, and it's kind of like, you know, it's funny, Dan. You and I had like semi-different interpretations of the talk, and and you know, after w- when we talked a little bit beforehand, I I kind of see what you're saying. You know, I kind of saw it as like, oh, this sounds like something that Peter would like say to amp himself up. You know, like this. You know, we just need to we just need to win once. You know, like you know, one shot, one win. Well, and- yeah,
1: well, for for me. I- you know in isolation, I thought this speech was interesting i don 't know that I felt like it matched with the character's psychology, whatever the hell that is in these books right <laughs> I mean I mean uh adherence to the plot yes um, but uh I thought that the speech itself was interesting because it's like clear to me it seemed the kind of speech that Otto Octavius gave himself every time that he lost to peter he Loses every time, and he just needs to win once so this is his way of acknowledging his win in uh, you know a s m seven hundred you know mm-hmm. he he 's lost all those times, but he won once, and that 's all that counts because now you know he 's completely beaten peter um, and right. I guess if I were like going for a no prize and I wanted to make his final speech here to Uncle Ben uh like make sense psychologically i'd say oh well he learned that he lost to peter but this speech is his way of saying it's okay i know that i eventually lose because i won one time and that's all that matters but that's not that's a that's dumb response t- because that's not something otto would ever say and that's not in the text
0: i mean yeah. i i agree with you that's a, that's 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 classic no prizes on there i mean you know and and i could see that Coming up, if uh, the, other people call certain creators out for that. Uh, although I feel like Dan Slot has done a little less of that lately in terms of like trying to, you know, fend off his detractors. I yeah,
1: mean, I saw he's going through like a Twitter rehabilitation right now. He he's sent a couple tweets about how he's changing his ways. We'll see how long that lasts for, but.
0: <laughs> okay, Dan Slot.
1: Uh. <laughs> Um, and I'm not even one of the people that pokes fun at him. Like, no,
0: no, <laughs> no, no. I mean, and and I certainly wouldn't do it by Twitter. I mean, you know,
1: yeah. I just but, sit back and watch the uh, the the train wreck happening.
0: Yeah. Um. But. So. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. It was a nice speech, and 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 it actually kind of reminded me of something that we we will be talking about uh, in later in the episode from the coming home arc. But yeah, it just didn't, it, 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 it didn't feel like it came from somewhere organic. It just kind of like, and again, it wasn't Peter making the speech. It wasn't Peter who got Ben to get up. Like that's like, like it's freaking uncle Ben. How is Peter not giving the the pep talk?
1: Well, you know, I, you think it reflects these issues. Um, that we're going to discuss in a minute, but I actually think it's Dan Slott directly referring back to his previous work in Amazing Spider-Man number seven hundred, where that's the pe- the speech that um, Superior Spider-Man or Otto gives to Uncle Ben is the speech Uncle Ben gave to, Peter. to Peter. yeah, you're right. the one more time speech. You know, no, you're right. You're you right. You can rest after one more time. You know, yeah.
0: No, you're right. You're right. It does. I mean, I, mean, I think that's, what we're, that's I th- clever. I think what but... I think what we're ultimately saying is that, you know, one more fight is not a wholly original idea in the world of yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah. He's had a lot of one more times, but, but I mean, I guess, like I said, I mean, I, I, I literally just reread 34 this morning to in anticipation for this podcast. And so it was, it's fresh in the mind. Whereas I last read 700, you know, when we talked about it in that one episode, what was that? Like six months ago. I don't even remember. So, but 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 it still plays like I said. it Still plays into the problem. The, the Peter was being, Peter was passive, and then like you know he has this moment where you know like Otto goes the die is cast, huh? you know, and it's like the ha ha, you know, he's still being a supervillain line, and then Peter's like, no, I I'm the leader. I say the line, and like my response is you know, and I won't say the word because I know I don't want to have to have Dangle bleep it, but that's BS. That's total BS. He's done nothing to exhibit leadership in this entire story.
1: Yeah. Like, i don't like, i don't care i'm almost, I'm almost like go away Peter Parker which yeah is unfortunate because I feel like there are all those people that wrote to us about not enjoying Peter Parker as a character right, and this is just more fuel for that fire,
0: yeah, but like we shouldn't not be enjoying peter Parker like there's nothing wrong with peter like like you know if you want to turn around and be like oh it's the character that's b s too you know what i mean like this is this is this character is is just floundering from being miserably written right now you know what i mean like it's it. you know like i i honestly think that that dance light is more concerned with trying to build up everything else i mean i don't think it's intentional like you know like you get these people that are like oh they don't like peter it's not that i just think that he, they, he i think dan is so caught up in this story and what he's creating that he's almost like well i can just put peter over here and you know He'll be fine, yeah, without thinking no, like it's still his book. You, you have to you have to service the main character of your book, yeah, and he's not he's just not it's just you know hasn't happened in a really long while now, like too many issues, <laughs> way too many I mean predating Spider verse obviously yeah so um,
1: and do you have any thoughts about the art in this book, or are we just going to be repetitive?
0: If anything, I felt like I, I almost feel like Camo was trying a little too hard to mimic Wapel here, because I felt like the and maybe it was just the coloring, but like you know we had those kind of like dark and moody first three issues. Then I think we both kind of talked about how like the last one seemed a little brighter, yeah, wasn't as moody. But I felt this one kind of went back to the moodiness, but. It wasn't Quopel's Pencils, so it didn't kind of stand up as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I, mean, I... I mean, it
1: also gets to another problem with this book. these books is that the majority of these books have just been people in metal rooms having, like, bicker fights. Yeah. And that's kind of mostly what you get here. Yeah. That's true. I mean, say what you will with the last issue. At least there were flashy colors and some goofiness with the robot and – Those big battle splash pages, you know.
0: I mean, hell, I'm not a huge fan of Greg Land as an artist, but I feel like the Spider-Woman books look a little better
1: right now. I think they're they're pretty beautiful books.
0: Yeah. I mean, my issues with Greg Land stem more from how he draws people who aren't men. Right. AKA (laughs) women.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There's that whole (laughs) moment in Spider-Woman where she gets like her dress caught in yeah. like the vent ventilation shaft and of course it tears off and we get to see more of her legs and it's like eye roll like yeah. literally that's put into the plot like are you kidding me this is there 20,
0: are, this is 2015 but there are well-timed poop jokes in spider-woman that and is, for that, that i is give true. it credit that's
1: true <laughs> a well-timed <laughs> timed poop joke is enough to overlook Rampant misogyny. Well, I'll well, just say that, you know, like poop jokes are hard to pull off and I feel like
0: that book pulls off poop jokes.
1: Could you please put that in your review? <laughs> I, I hope that that becomes like a pull quote for the front of the comic. Spider-Woman and her amazing assistant joke. poop joke.
0: I was say, this book pulls off poop jokes.
1: <laughs> yeah. There you
0: go. 9.8 out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: anything else? Um, can we talk about the editing of, of all these books? I know we kind of, have harped on it before, but Nick Lowe is, um, he's really worrying me as an editor. And I, I'm at the point of kind of wanting to like put in a vote of no confidence in his editorial abilities. Uh, for example, um, in this, uh, the Spider Verse team up book,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, instead of uh, Benji being called Benji, he's referred to as Benny. Um, and that seems like a small thing, except I've re- reread these books a couple times now in mm-hmm. order to write my reviews of them. And I've noticed other problems like this. So, for example, in Scarlet Spider's. Uh, Three, when Ben is reflecting back on his uh, past um, and uh, his, like, role as he became this triumphant Mm Spider-Man, it mentions Captain Stacy's death. But guess whose name is spelled wrong? It's it's spelled Stacy with an E-Y. That might seem like a small thing, but come on, you know? like. It's the little things and the big things about how this whole thing has been handled that is concerning to me
0: about oh, the direction
1: of the character.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I, you don't want to come down on the editor, but like I don't think it's a coincidence that, you know, this – a lot of our issues with this book kind of date back to when Wacker left, Stephen Wacker left. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, you know, people, you know, because Wacker would get up there at cons and kind of, you know, play comedian and mock the audience and stuff like that. I mean, I, I was there in New York when Wacker was running one of the panels. And I, I mean, I, I laughed, but, you know, like you're kind of like, all right, you know, like when you talk about that. You know, are are they adversarial towards the fans? You know, Wacker could tap dance on that line, you know, like, um, and he was a showman. But, you know, he was a damn good editor because he kept that book during Brand New Day coming out three times a month.
1: With some then, really good stories.
0: With some good stories. But, like, that book didn't miss a beat in terms of deadlines and... Just coherence and, and, you know, you didn't have these kind of, you know, when you're doing three books a month, editing issues could become legit and you didn't. I mean, when he did 52 for DC, same thing. Like, that book didn't miss a beat. Like, it just went every freaking week with four different writers. And, like, you know, like... Wacker is a really good editor and I don't know if, you know, I didn't, I, I, have never read the X, I really haven't been reading the X books over the last few years. So I don't know what Nick Lowe's prior body of work was, but I mean, like, you know, first we talked about in some of the Spider-Verse team tie-ins about not identifying where they were, who that who these characters are. And, and, you know, they finally started to do that. Then there were like the Earth designations. They got the Ultimate Earth wrong. Isn't the whole joke? Isn't there something in the letters about like the amazing friends coming back because they gave it the wrong desi- Earth designation?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, like and look, I'm not sitting there with a with a you know a atlas <laughs> finding these things for myself, but at, you know people clearly are, and these are like becoming mistakes that they just. We didn't have these. And, like, you know, in terms of the, you know, all the flipbacks, I mean, we talked about with the tie-ins with Spider Island. And, yeah, you're right. You had to, you know, it it helped to have read some of them or at least Venom. But, again, I felt like the the books were more gracefully connected. There's no grace to this. It's literally just here's a commercial for this other book. Pay the money and read it, you sap. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I I will admit I do feel like a sap like buying buying all these books and I, I hate that feeling and every time that I do I look over at my image books and I say you know what these are the books I enjoy more yeah and I think that that's happening across the line you know people yeah. are looking more at image and other places um,
0: I, there are good Marvel books but yeah I mean yeah, agreed. Um,
1: well, we both love Ant-Man. Let's just get that out of the way. We both love Ant-Man.
0: I, yeah, I like both of the Marvel in terms of Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel. I think both are really strong. Um, I like Rocket Raccoon a lot. I dropped Guardians because Bendis is just killing me. Sorry. I know you love him on Ultimate. But, um,
1: I mean, don't you love him on Ultimate?
0: I do. I, 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 I love him more in a trade. Format than I do in a in an issue by issue format. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's just it's, you know, I said in one of my other reviews recently that like, what this what this event has taught me is that I am going to be a little more judicious about what I'm buying with Spider Man's name on it. Like I need a reason now. Like yeah. I'm going to buy the mini that's coming out in Wizard it April? Because uh, Jerry
1: Jerry Conway.
0: Yeah, because Jerry Conway's on it. And I like Jerry Conway, and I like that it's a gang war book, because that's kind of stuff we haven't written. We haven't been getting gang war stories. And that's what's that was Spider-Man's bread and butter. You know, instead it's this, the Earth is ending. Your wish is dying. <laughs> Everything's superior. Every Spider-Man ever. You know, like, how about, like, Kingpin and Hammerhead and frickin' Mr. Negative are all shooting at each other, and Spider-Man's got to make order of it. That's that's Spider-Man to me. I,
1: I would – I have, like, entertained the fantasy that Jerry Conway writes this series and then gets become becomes the lead writer of Spider-Man again.
0: <laughs> For the third time?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I know yeah, it's probably never going to happen, but, like – Probably not. But... I'm a huge fan of that man.
0: Yeah. So – yeah, that I'm going to read. And, you know, obviously, Spider Gwen I'm going to read because I thought The tie-in was fantastic. And I thought, and I have a lot of faith in Jason Latour and Robbie Rodriguez. But I have no interest in Silk. I'm not going to read Silk. I, I like, you know, like, why am I going to buy this book?
1: But you're going to miss out on when she battles Black Cat. Yeah. Another character that we really love with her.
0: Yeah, journey. another character that got massacred. Yeah. Um,. Yeah, I'm up behind still. I dropped, like I said, I dropped Spider-Man and X-Men, because that book was just a waste of time. That's that's just such a cheap tie in. Um and who knows, maybe that's that book got pulled together because of Nick Lowe's X Men ties. I don't I have no idea. Um Yeah, and and you know, we'll see what comes you know, out of Secret Wars. I mean, maybe Secret Wars will thin out the line of books. But anyway, let's do a grade, Dan. Okay. Unless, you got, unless you want to talk about something else.
1: No, I don't. <laughs> I mean I do, but I'm ready to move on. Yeah. So my grade, C minus.
0: Same here. C minus.
1: See you later. <laughs> See you later. Let's talk about your comments and emails.
0: Okay, everybody, well, of course, you can find Amazing Spider Talk on iTunes and Stitcher by searching on Amazing Spider Talk or just Spider-Man. We come up pretty quickly. Uh, If you find us there, which we hope you do, uh, subscribe to us, rate us, leave us a comment. We'll read that comment on the air, even though certain editors of certain movie pages don't like when we read comments on the air. Uh
1: (laughs) See, now I feel bad about that. (laughs)
0: and um also you can email us at amazingspidertalk at gmail.com and you know if we feel like it and 99.9 percent of the time we do we'll read it and answer a question or offer some commentary or you know just say your name on the air um we don't have any comments this week but we do have an email from uh vince who asks uh do you think spider verse will work better when red is a trade And do you think that writing for the trade spoils some of the pleasures of the month-to-month, or in this case, by weekly comic reading experience? Um, Well, why don't you you go first, Dan?
1: Well, I don't think Spider-Verse will read better as a trade. Maybe it will. Maybe it will. I don't think it's going to read well either way (laughs) at this point, (laughs) if you can't tell our opinion. But um, as to the reading for trades... Um, I think it depends on the book. Like, I think Amazing Spider-Man has actually been like a you know when it when it's good, it's been good on an individual issue basis. Um, yeah, like Ultimate Spider-Man. I agree with you, Mark. I think it's probably better in trades. I'm just not that patient. Yeah, I mean,
0: it's funny the the the, the summer that I finally, after you harassed me, read Ultimate. I mean, I I, I queued up. My Marvel Unlimited app and like I plowed through those 160 issues and I love—I I, I loved almost every one. And I loved it because it was like, you know, when Bendis decompresses a plot, it didn't matter because I could just go to the next issue. The whole series was there. You know what I mean? Like I would read 10 of those comics in a sitting because they read so fast. Um and, you know, I would want to know what happens next, and I wouldn't have to wait a month. And then when I started pulling Miles Morales' Spider-Man, uh, you know, in April or whenever they relaunched it, like, I, lo- I still really like it. It's a really good book, but, like, I was finding myself getting really kind of impatient and anxious about the fact that, like, wait, that's it? this is This is where I have to wait for a month? This is the point? You know, like, I just wanted to, like, queue it up in, in my iPad and finish it. Like, it, it felt like an incomplete story. Yeah. Um,
1: well, it's funny. I, I, think, do... I think that era, uh, like, when, when Ultimate Spider-Man started, that was, like, really the biggest era of trade paperbacks. Like, right. every book was written for a trade.
0: Yeah. Um, On the flip side, I mean, you co- you commended the yeah. image books. I feel a lot of the image books are written for trade.
1: I, I absolutely agree with you.
0: Um, whereas, like... I don't know like I feel like there there are books that like superior foes I'm sure it reads it will read great in a trade but like that each book had its own you know what I mean like sure it, like that book was great regardless of whether you were reading them one at a time or six at a time you know what I mean like like you know like I wanted to read more but I always felt like I always felt satisfied at the end of an issue
1: well I think one of the distinct advantages that marvel books have over or like books like image is that recap page yep because i, I find myself picking up like i love invincible but every time i pick it up i'm like in that and saga as well every time i pick up the individual issue i'm like thinking to myself okay what happened last issue yeah um
0: whereas i gotta be honest i all the image books i read i read and trade yeah, I, don't even, I I don't buy any image books. And that's not because I don't like Image. I love Image. It's just like, you know, I I have a bookshelf full of Image books. Like the actual paperbacks because that's you know, that's how I read it. You know, and I, like I'm saga. thinking
1: about going that way.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, they and they make it so tempting because you know, they always sell the first trade for 9.99. Yeah, they get yeah. you on the second, third, and fourth ones, and they do bump it to 15 bucks. But, <laughs> you know, you're like, you're like, wow, you know, if I bought each of these issues individually, it would cost me.
1: <laughs> well, it's also nice to know, like, many of those books are going to have a definite end, so you can wait for them to be over and just pick them all up in their right. hardbacks or something like that. Right. Although Invincible, I don't think, is going to have an end. He talks about passing it on to someone else. But, I mean, uh. Spider-Man, I'm never going to be able to go. That's the end.
0: <laughs> you mean the Macy's Spider-Man 700 wasn't the end?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I well, the thought way it some was. Some people on the internet were acting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what else? Uh. Any
1: Anything else on this one, Dan? No. I mean, I think it depends on the book. That's what I would cool. say to you, Vince.
0: All right. Thanks, Vince. We appreciate it. We do have one more question, but we're going to save it for the news segment.
1: Awesome. Well, in the meanwhile, let's talk about the Friendly Neighborhood Spider Talk Members Club. Stand
0: a little trainer, Walk a little prouder. Be an innovator. Clap a little louder. Don't
1: correct the trainer,
0: We can show you how to.
1: Grown
0: with the dour sour, up the we'll gif you howl, gif you moan, you can lose your sour breath, but keep me trim
1: and in step with the bim and bump of the very marble. The
0: yes, the name of the club I love to say because we love to get your donations, right. It's the time of the show where we talk about all the people, the wonderful, wonderful, generous people who have decided to donate their money to the show. And they have joined the friendly neighborhood Spider Talk members club, Spider Member Talk Club friendly could.
1: Well, I love that when people (laughs) write in to me about this, they write in with just like the the anagram. uh, Oh, okay. Like even they are unwilling to type it out. I can't do it. <laughs> um,
0: that was close. Okay, but this week we have no new members, but we want to thank James Winstead again for the continued donations. Thanks, James. James, you're the man.
1: Remember, uh, if you're a member, please check your email for your free comics this week. And if you'd like to become a member of the Friendly Neighborhood Spider Talk Members Club or something like that, and, Let's help, see you silent. <laughs> and help support the show, please go to our site and click on the giant button that reads Friendly Neighborhood Spider Talk Members Club Club Only for Members. Why did we name it that, Mark?
0: Uh, to make me say it three times. And I'm not doing it today. Yeah, so. no,
1: that's, that's my new job.
0: Oh, okay. Why did we name it that? Because that's your joke, Dan. That's why we named it that.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm so funny. Well,
0: well,
1: let's talk about spider news. We got some big news. Let's, let's dive right in. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. Spins a web, any size, catches see? just like guys. Look out. Here comes the Spider-Man. Is he strong?
0: It's not only big news, Dan. It's the announcement to end all announcements. Secret Wars is going to essentially – Oh,
1: man.
0: First of all, before we get to the announcement, I just want to say Secret Wars, the original, is like one of my favorite things ever. Like that's like ch- my childhood in a 12-issue
1: miniseries. So so while, while we lament uh, the introduction of all these new characters in Spider-Verse and the clear marketing sales gimmick that it is – you are uh, simultaneously applauding the sales gimmick to to begin all sales gimmicks. Secret
0: Wars, action figures. I still got them, baby. I love my Secret Wars. Do you really? Uh, oh, yeah. Well, the, <laughs> true story. They're probably – the original action figures are probably lost in my parents' house somewhere. But about four or five years ago, after hearing me talk about Secret Wars so much, my wife bought me like – the run of them oh my on goodness. eBay. Yeah, I, they, they're like very heavily used.
1: <laughs> was this, was but, this like a topic of like dinner conversation night after night? And she's like, I just need to buy him these things. So he shuts up.
0: Well, no joke. So um, my mom in, in the kitchen of the home I grew up in has my black. Spider Man Secret Wars figure and like sitting on the window still. Oh. And I never, I remember Aaron being like, why? Garden one day and I found Hold on, hold
1: on a second, hold on a second. I lost you there. Okay. Uh, Aaron saying, why? And then you were gone.
0: Okay, but you got me again?
1: Yeah, I got you again. Aaron was
0: like, wait. My wife was all like, why is that there? And my mother responded, well, I was working in the garden and I found him. Side note, clearly I was reenacting Craven's last hunt. <laughs> um, buried Spider-Man in the backyard. Left him there to, you know, for, for vermin to devour. Um, and and my mom he rose rescued from him.
1: his grave.
0: Yes. He clawed his way out and my mom rescued him. And left him on the windowsill just kind of as a reminder of what a turd I was. <laughs> um, so that kind of initiated the conversation of like, what are these figures? I'm like, oh my god, it's Secret Wars!
1: <laughs> I hope that was the tone of voice that this occurred in. Secret Wars, Secret
0: Wars. <laughs> so, yes, the black suit Spider-Man is one of the figures that I received from my wife. How sweet. So. Included Kang the Conqueror, like I'm like the only person who likes Kang. I, I, I try to when I do lists for comicbook.com to work in Kang almost every time I can, just because <laughs> just because of his Secret War action figure.
1: Anyway, you should do a secret- top ten Secret War action figures. Ooh, Secret Wars, 2015
0: May. What we learned is uh, the big news is that um, essentially the Marvel Universe 616 is going to end. It's going to collide with the ultimate universe. Um, And everything that remains from this dramatic collision or incursion, as they're calling it, when these worlds are kind of, you know, bumping into each other, these parallel worlds. Uh, is going to be found on the new world of Battle World, which is from the original Secret Wars. Um, So that explains a lot of what these teasers were about. You know, renew your vows. We're going to clearly have a married Peter and Mary Jane back in this new world. Um, You know, Planet Hulk and Days of Future Past. I mean, it's going to be from all these various timelines and parallel worlds, and that's what we're going to be left with. I think the analogy that uh, Marvel's editor in chief Axel Alonso used it's like smooshing two pizzas together. Uh, you know, some toppings are going to fall off, some new toppings are going to appear, and, uh, and that pizza is what you're going to be left with.
1: Wait, where so. are these new toppings appearing from, Mark? Well, I mean, like,
0: you know, if you had a mushroom pizza and a sausage pizza, you're now going to have a sausage and mushroom pizza. Plus, you're, so a,
1: you're not going to get like olives on there randomly.
0: No, no, I don't think you're going to get olives.
1: It's like the the two pepperonis got together and now there's a sequel, Pepperoni 2.
0: <laughs> back back with a heartburn. Yeah. Um they they so,
1: released this like giant map of Battleworld. Have you seen this? Yeah, but
0: what is it like I keep hearing from people it doesn't load. So I'm afraid to click on it. Oh.
1: Well, it's just <laughs> every, like everything on map. the site
0: it's like Okay, yeah.
1: And it's like geographically like there's like countries, right, on this map. Right. Uh-huh. But each country has like a different story attributed to it, like Age of Ultron or whatever. So like what is Battle World gonna be? Like every like a hundred meters, it's like this is a universe where Age of Ultron occurs. Now don't step out of our country's border. Like I don't understand this visual analogy, whatever they're creating. I mean it just seems bizarre to me.
0: From the from the mind of Jonathan Hickman, that's all I can say.
1: Right. Well, um, there you go. That' enough said.
0: The, the, the dude who brings like who who would bring like PowerPoint presentations to the Marvel retreats, allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I people are calling this a reboot. I don't see it as a reboot because, first of all, there's been a ton of new books that have just recently launched or are going to launch. And I don't like, I don't see female Thor all of a sudden dissolving. I don't see Spider-Gwen being canceled after three issues. You know what I mean? Like, or or rebooted after three issues. There's going to be some things that stick around that are just going to continue as is.
1: I mean, like if they reboot the whole Falcon thing as Captain America and Lady Thor as like Thor, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I'll be the first person to write a think piece about how... Like Marvel is okay with being diverse and representational, but only for a heartbeat. You know what right. I mean? Like,
0: yeah, no, it's it, I, I don't you're, the backlash would be strong. I don't see that happening. Um, you know what I what I likened this to is I kind of see this as what Marvel did with Age of Apocalypse in the '90s when they basically took all the X Men boots uh, X Men books and rebooted and and just all of a sudden launched new Books out of the old ones because they were in this alternative universe and that lasted for about four or five months and then they eventually reverted back I I know you disagree with me on this Dan I do think that there's going to be some semblance of reverting back I think some of the new stuff or the rebooted stuff is going to stick around but you know like I don't see I don't see Peter Parker 616 being gone forever I just don't you know what I mean like I like like he's someone I could see reverting back at some point.
1: Well, I don't, I don't like disagree with you. I, 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 I agree with you on that. Um, uh, I, I don't think it's going to be one of those things where they all suddenly like wake up and are like, "Oh, that was an interesting thing that happened." You know, like I think it's going. Mean, I and I hope that it's going to make some semblance semblance of sense about how these things are affecting each other. Um, and, you know, we've got this Spider-Verse story, like, clearing out the herd of Spider-Man characters. Like, I imagine, you know, if, if I'm trying to imagine what the Marvel editorial staff is doing here, I think it might be their way of simplifying their brand. Like, they're saying, here's all of these universes that we have. Let's throw them together and get rid of them and just come up with what the new status quo is, you know, and we can completely reboot characters and say, oh, they're from a different universe and boom. That's all the simple things you need to know. This is how this – I mean it sounds more complicated to be honest, but I think their idea is that they're trying to simplify.
0: Yeah, I mean I, I don't disagree. I mean I I definitely do think they want to simplify, but the thing is like – I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just being naive, but I, I don't find Marvel's continuity to be all that cumbersome. I mean, yeah, they, they have these parallel worlds like ultimate and, and, you know, the you know, these other ones like earth X and crap like that. But like, I don't know, like, like I always feel like Marvel has been pretty clear about where the line is drawn on these worlds. You know, it's not like, you know, the big thing with, DC and crisis on the infinite earths in the eighties, it was, you know, like there weren't clear lines. Like you would have Batman, the, the world war two vet, and then you'd have Batman, like the 20 something year old fighting the Joker in 1985. You know what I mean? Like that, that, I mean, that was what was happening. It was crazy. Like they just, there was no consistent, like every writer just had their own version of the character. And there is no consistency.
1: That's true, and maybe I'm not talking and about that. I, I just mean like the difficulty, di- like based on the history of the characters. I mean, like we're in the middle of Spider Verse right now. Like,
0: right? I mean, a if newcomer
1: anything, to Spider Man, are they going to be able to read that at all?
0: If anything, I could. I hate to say it, but I could see this also being like Heroes Return or Heroes Reborn. Did you read those in the '90s, Dan? Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, but that didn't work. And so we'll see. I mean, I mean
1: it, it, it could be their new 52 without losing their history. Like, yeah, that's what I think it's going to be. Like, I mean, the new 52 is still confusing with like, what has Batman done? Like, why does he have a son, but still hasn't gone through? Yeah, know, he's only bit the Joker a couple of times. You know, this is their way to go. Like some characters will maintain that history and others won't. Right. and you don't ha- you don't have to ask questions about it you know what i mean yeah.
0: they're going to unmarry reed and sue richards if they ever publish a fantastic four book again <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so now we we've talked about it before but like now that this is kind of like approaching us here i imagine in spider-verse 2 that they book spider-verse <laughs> and we're going to yeah. have to keep saying that every time we bring it up we well, get a preview of renew your vows right One well the, we get a,
0: we get a spider-man with a wedding ring on his finger
1: yes we do and there's the reference that says like we'll be revisiting him soon which yeah. so okay so renew your vows seems to me clearly an alternate universe right. Peter parker yeah
0: i'm this excited might- to read it maybe it's mc2 peter parker well, Yuck, I mean, so. no. He, well, he's, he's dead. dead. <laughs> well, whatever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and Maybe his not. daughter has like red hair, and it's not clearly not Spider Girl. Well, they say um, it's
0: the, they say it's the that it looks like the daughter from One More Day, right?
1: Correct. I'm excited to read that book because uh, honestly, I always thought that that was like a troll of like them going, <laughs> "I know what you want to read, and this is not what you're going to get."
0: Yeah, um, but. But, you know, you know that Dan Slott's going to write it and that J. Michael Straczynski. Right. So. Right. Um, but let's get to our question. Yeah. Um, we have a question from our good friend Alton Lebrecht, and he wants to know, is it considered cheating if Tom Brady asked for balls to be deflated That's, before- that's not
1: what he said. That's not <laughs> oh, what he said. I'm sorry, Alton. That's not what he said.
0: <laughs> no, no. What I meant was other than well, – uh, Alden asks, "Other than Miles and Ultimate Jessica Drew, are there any other elements of Ultimate Universe you would like to see absorbed into Six One Six during Secret Wars?" And um, I would say, like, I mean, I don't know if I if I need to see it absorb, but like, I mean, obviously Gwen Stacy and without the E uh, and uh, and <laughs> May. I mean, they're they're pretty interesting in terms of ultimate characters, I mean, you know, like I would hate to see them just get thrown in the dumpster, but I mean, I don't want two Aunt Mays running around the world either. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. That's the whole (laughs) weird thing about this. Like we just got ultimate ultimate. Peter Parker back and is he just going to die now? Like are all of these characters we've grown to love over the past, what, 15, 16 years just going to die I mean, like, the the alternative is that we have two Aunt Mays running around, uh, Gwen Stacy, two Mary Janes. Like, the supporting cast that I love, is that just it for them?
0: What cracks me up is that, like, we automatically assume that, like, both Aunt Mays are going to survive the incursion because, you know— if we know anything, Aunt May will live forever.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> but I mean like but realistically, do you think Bendis after all this time with these characters is just going to go like they're dead during this event?
0: I don't know. I mean I don't want to be controversial and I know you have a different level of emotional attachment to these characters than I do. But like I don't know. I feel like ultimate, Ultimates kind of run its course. And I mean there's only – there's only one book remaining anyway right now, you know, and, and the two that were with it weren't necessarily great books. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not this thriving universe it was a decade ago, you know, like you can thank Ultimatum for really kind of sending it downhill.
1: Well, I feel like it's as thriving as it was the day that it started. The Ultimate Spider-Man has been the best book in the series since the beginning, <laughs>
0: Yeah, but I mean like Ultimate Fantastic Four and the Ultimates, I mean they had their fans. Yeah, and I
1: I enjoyed a lot of the arcs there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean I'm not the hugest Ultimates fan, but I understand why people like it. It's just not for me.
1: I have no problem with the universe ending. Like it just seems weird to me that Bendis, with all the love and care he's put into this, like doesn't get to tie a bow on his
0: universe. But at the same token, I mean, well, yeah, no, I know what you're saying, but I, I mean, have you kind of noticed that like Bendis is not like the superstar he was like a couple years ago?
1: Well, sure, and these things happen with comic right? No, and that's not that's not a knock
0: on him. I'm just saying, like he he, you know, like you know. In the mid two thousands, he was writing all the big events, and you know he was doing he was doing Ultimate while doing both Avengers books, Secret Invasion, House of M. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it, these were all these big things he was doing, and now it's like, you know, they have. I mean, they have My Guardians, which is a, is big for him just because of. Although that book isn't like a big seller, no. Um, and they kind of like. Threw him on X Men, even though he had no experience with it. And I mean, I know you've been reading it with Miles in it. I mean, is it a good book?
1: I enjoyed. I've actually been reading it since the beginning. I yeah. I've enjoyed it for the most part. I think recently it's kind of stumbled a little bit. Um, right. But uh, yeah, I've I've been enjoying the book.
0: Yeah, I mean, but the point is like. You know, it's kind of funny that we're in a world right now where the X, you know, an X Men book isn't like high level, but you know, like he's 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 kind of like been passed over. I think so. It's like you know, it's now this is now the world dominated by like you know Jonathan Hickman and Dan Slott and um, who else?
1: (laughs) Shudder. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't mean to pick on I don't mean to pick on Dan Slott, but we've had a Uh, year of bad Spider Man comics. So yeah,
0: yeah. Has been a year. Um, So, yeah, I, I, you know, it's cruel, but yeah, I don't see Bendis getting too tied up. I mean, I just think, like, you know, he's had his run and, you know, maybe this will let him do something else really awesome. Maybe he'll do a creator book, an image or something, you know, like.
1: Well, back to Alton's question, like, what I want to see come over? It's a tough one to answer because. What makes the ultimate Spider Man books good, well, like, to me at least, is that it exists in its own universe. Like, you get your own interpretations of, or reinterpretations of villains and, and new villains and new stories. And bringing it into the 616 universe, like, are we going to get a bunch of stories of Miles, like, fighting Peter's Rogue's Gallery and, like, uh, and Miles and Peter teaming up, I don't really care for that. Like, it was special when it was Spider-Man, but, you know, I don't want to see – I don't – it makes him less unique. It makes him less interesting. I mean, I guess if there's one solid thing I could say that I want to see come over, it's Mysterio. Because (laughs) he's the 616 Mysterio, and I want him back in the 616 universe. That's true. Yeah. And that's kind of a cheat. Um we
0: get ultimate shocker or did he die in ultimatum
1: <laughs> no he di- he didn't but yeah i i don't, I don't know uh, like as a big ultimate fan this is not exciting to me like i would actually rather them just end that universe than see them merge
0: yeah i can i can see why you would think that and you're not alone so well anyway hope we answered you. your question alton and uh you know we'll see what happens with the flake gate
1: yeah, yeah. Clearly, neither of us really know what's happening here. <laughs> Deflate,
0: gate. We're talking about when the, when the worlds merge, right? Like, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, but like what that means, we're really you know, not like, that sure at this point.
0: Like, Marvel's clearly just letting the air out of the ultimate ball for a competitive advantage. It's okay. Austin <laughs> and I have something going. <laughs> In other social media venues about other things, not related to Spider Man comics. So I'm just ribbing him.
1: Are you giving us uh, an editor's note to this podcast?
0: I am. Uh, um, that's, that's Nick Low stepping in.
1: There you go. Well, before you get too far afield, uh, let's talk about a classic comic Amazing Spider Man, Volume 2, Number 34. In the month of doom. But
0: what is. Something Yes, it is the fifth and penultimate chapter of Coming Home. It's kind of funny, you know. We 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 really picked this series well in terms of like the timing of it. In terms of this was six issues and and Spider Verse is six issues. I mean, on the flip side, I feel like you know we're, we we read Spider Verse and then we're reading Coming Home, and I'm like, oh, I just want the comics to be good like this again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it's just there... getting, it's just getting better each time. Whereas the other one, we've got this weird like opposite relationship.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's like, you know, th- these are becoming more fun. Like I want to like jump ahead and like talk to you about the last issue of this arc, but I can't because, you know, we're being true to our word here. Um this is like, you know, yeah, what you just said in a mouthful. This gets this 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 series gets better and and um you know, last issue was kind of just one big brawl, although I feel like it was a well-done brawl with a little bit of nuance to it.
1: Well, it had a lot of character, you know? Yeah.
0: And this is kind of a continuation, but it but it really builds on it. You know what I mean? Like, this is... Like, they take those good character moments from the last issue and then give you even better character moments in this one. Like, um, you know, the scene towards the very beginning of uh, Moreland holding the child, like, and, you know, right, and, and you know, go fetch, and and Peter monologuing about the rage that he's feeling. It's like, you know, these are, this is, these are the bullies. These are the, you know, the, the people who have, you know, always tried to shove me down and kick me down. And that's all I feel is, is rage for this for this thing right now. And like, you know, I was reading that this morning and like, I started to kind of like get a little, my eyes started to well up a little bit. Like it's such a like powerful emotional scene, you know, like the, like, and like to see, Moreland holding a child like that is bait. It's like, you know, like you just, like as a reader, you just feel nothing but contempt for that character and the fact that Peter is unable to convey that. And, you know, it's also good, goes to show, you know, you talk about Peter getting older and can you relate to an older Peter? But I feel like it's moments like this that make him relatable still.
1: Yeah. Right. And, and that, you know, He's, old, he's older is what makes it relatable in the first place because he has the, the years of history behind him. Right. You know, to, to reflect on this guy isn't just a villain. He's a bully, you know? Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and, kind uh, of like
0: a special, a special level of bully, you know? <laughs> like, right.
1: Well, a bully yeah. that's unstoppable. Right. Um, which, you know, bullies, I guess, sometimes feel that way. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, so we've got that moment, but then you've got all these wonderful moments. Like it, to me, this issue is like uh, the the resignation issue and the renewed hope issue. Um, you know, you've got Peter calling his school to to arrange that he's out, and and the effect that he has. Like any good Spider-Man comic, it's about balancing responsibilities and. Right now he's trying to save his life and he takes the time to call his high school and tell them that he won't be teaching class. And even then there's a further blow to your gut. The kid that was looking up to him is like disappointed in him for not being there. And that's a classic, classic Spider-Man situation.
0: Oh, yeah. No, that was – I mean – but that's just a great moment of humor. Um and sadness. And then, I mean that's the thing. Like I feel like all of these like all of these moments that you get are just so organic and authentic. And that's and that's where this series kind of just differs from what we've been talking about in the present day. It's like, you know, nothing nothing feels in terms of character wise feels manufactured. You know what I mean? Like this all just feels like, yeah, this is this is what would happen. Yeah. You know, like I don't I'm not questioning why the characters are doing and saying the things that they're doing.
1: And it's I mean, yeah. it's smart it's too. Moments. Yeah. It's smart too because it not only do you get these wonderful moments like later on, and we'll talk about this in a second, Peter calls the people that he loves to um, like basically get a final word in with them before he's killed. Um and and in that moment you have this beautiful scene, but you know, with the hindsight twenty twenty, it's also setting up future storylines um, for other books. So you can do that in an organic way, you know, and have a really dramatic moment at the same time.
0: Yeah, no, no question. Um, I, I, I like the arc of Ezekiel in this story, you know, like how he kind of starts out, you know, he's at his board meeting and he's in, you know, well, he's he starts out with Peter and he's like, no, I have, you know, I, I can't help you or on your own. You I have responsibilities you know, that word, you know, like it's just, it's, it's just used to cut like a knife, you know, like I have my responsibilities and can you, you know, Peter can't, Peter will argue with him, but can't necessarily because, you know, who's he to, you know, <laughs> who's he to determine which, if we, we, you know, whose responsibilities take priority. Um, but, but then I see, watch Ezekiel kind of, come around and, 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 and realize, no, he's, he's got to help. And I mean, like, it's just, a nice, it's, it's a good arc, you know what I mean? Like you, you like to, you know, it, you talk about those moments, like we never saw Otto take those moments, you know what I mean? Like, like he just kind of just started doing things in, in the last issue of amazing, but you know, like you, JMS kind of keeps checking back. And you kind of see the evolution of Ezekiel. Like, you know, he's, he starts out cold and detached and then it's like, you know, he's kind of like lost in his thoughts. And then, you know, that, that scene where he just shows up, that's a legitimate fist bump, that, that scene, right?
1: Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, you know, getting back to this decompressed storyline, you know, of Bendis thing, you know, JMS is not afraid to have panels that are quiet and don't have any dialogue in them and i can't think that that's true of spider-verse for a second um and it's those quiet panels that do the most you know we see ezekiel looking out his window as someone you know rattles behind him off business n- numbers and there's a lot of pe- you know like care and character there that you you know you pick up on when he's not doing something you know like he's thinking and that invites you into the comic because you're creating Ezekiel's thoughts in your mind. And it makes you an active part and participant of like, this storytelling.
0: Yeah. And I mean, enough for nothing. I mean, this is this – is, a comic like this is what demonstrates just how great John Romita Jr. is. Because you have these moments of quiet. But, but because of how eff- effective the art is, it still tells a story even without a lot of words. And then you get something like the fight scene between Ezekiel, Spider-Man and Moreland, which kind of like shows like the two spiders in a blur fighting more. And like, it's so dynamic and and there's not a single word of text on that, but there's just like, like this one splash page, it feels like it feels like it goes to infinity. You know what I mean? In terms of it's, it's, you know, it conveying its motion and action, you know? And like, like I don't, I cannot think of another artist who has done that on a Spider-Man book recently. I mean, we love Quipel, but I mean, like, you know, and granted a lot of this has to do with the story itself. I mean, a lot of what Quipel's done has been people standing around in metal boxes, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's, it's you know, to kind of like oscillate between quiet and frenzy the way Ramita does without, without it feeling like, like, what, where did this art come from? You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, it's not like, it's not like he has to change his style. It's the same. It's the same. Clearly, the same artist. Clearly, the same style. It's just he can just range so, you know, so broadly in terms of what he conveys with his art. It's 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 unbelievable.
1: So uh, my favorite scene in in this book is when Spider-Man. Well, first he calls MJ and gets her answering machine, which would hint at the return of MJ. In the future, Um, Mm -hmm. but then he calls Aunt May and basically just says goodbye to her for one last time. And uh, even though I know the outcome, every time I read that, like reading someone's resignation to their fate is just a sad and heartbreaking thing. Um, And uh, you know, and it's just handled so well uh, by by everybody involved. Um, and you get Aunt May even saying like, well, I'm going to come over tomorrow and do your your laundry for you. And uh which would then set up her discovery of him as Spider-Man in the issue after the one that uh finishes up. Right, yeah. Line. Yeah.
0: Um yeah, well she makes it she makes the discovery at this issue and then unfortunately this the 9/11 issue and then they actually start
1: Right, yes.
0: Yeah. Um but, um, yeah, I mean, it's – that scene is just gut-wrenching, like totally gut-wrenching. And, like, you know, we, we talked about a storyline that did this some time ago with the Owl-Octopus octopus Wars. There's that, like, kind of penultimate issue before he goes to fight Doc Ock. But, I mean, you know, no disrespect to Bill Mantlow, but, I mean, like, it just doesn't pack the wallop that that phone call that Aunt May does. I mean, that, that, that phone call is just – you know, like you said, it's a, it's, it's, you know, it, it, it's kind of like someone almost just reading their will aloud, aloud, aloud. You know what I mean? Like it's just like so, so harrowing to hear to read that.
1: Yeah. Anything? What you? Anything you like? You want to talk about?
0: I've I, I kind of already mentioned the big thing. I mean, yeah, the Aunt May scene, the the, the scene with the child is the scene that got me. I mean, and maybe that's. I think this might be the first time I read this arc in full since I've had my son. So maybe that's why that scene, like, really stung me more Sure. Uh, than it did the first the first few times I've read it. If, uh, if
1: I have to complain about something in this book, and God knows I like to complain. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, Spider-Man gets a drop of Moreland's blood so that he can analyze it. Um, but, like, Moreland, like, basically— you know, in the frame of reference of this book, he kills Ezekiel. And then he says he's just going to go and get a cappuccino. And that, I always thought that that was a little too convenient. It was right. like, oh, you have Spider Man nearly dead. Like, you're just going to go and take a break now. Um, and basically, like, allows Peter to beat him or, like, get an upper, upper hand by giving him. He doesn't know about the blood, but, like, if he didn't stop, Peter would have had no chance and i always thought that seemed a little little cheap yeah i don't know maybe i'm crazy oh, it it it's a little contrived i mean it, it's like the electro battle we got at the beginning of this relaunch where he's like i'm just going to leave now <laughs> yeah <laughs> later yeah Bye. and there's that weird babylon 5 joke towards the end
0: yeah that's a little that's, that's, yeah, Straczynski worshiping himself, I
1: think. Yeah. I mean, like, granted, this arc is one of the best of Spider-Man ever, but like, yeah, uh, I, I, I do I mean and that's you a, referencing your own stuff.
0: Yeah. And, and like, you know, in the, speaking in the context of, you know, I met Straczynski at Comic-Con last year, he gave like a talk on writing and, you know, I actually got into it a little bit with him during the Q and A cause he told me that blogging is masturbatory. Um... I you know like exactly. I mean that's Siskis <laughs> is just very
1: He he very, would know because, because masturbation is one of his favorite hobbies. If this if this book is any uh reference to that.
0: Right, right. So I mean, you know, great writer mo- most of the time, but um yeah. He 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 thinks highly of he Joe thinks highly of himself. <laughs> uh, um so yeah but great story god great, i love great this story. story this is like a repeat
1: <laughs> oh boy we love this
0: yeah this is a spider talk the front half we don't like it the first second half I, all i can say is i love this book <laughs> <laughs> uh do you want to uh accelerate to the finish line dan
1: yep yeah, of course All you guys out there in the Spider-Verse, as you will, um, you can find all of our new Amazing Spider-Talk and old Superior Spider-Talk podcasts at superiorspidertalk.com or find us on iTunes and Stitcher by searching Amazing Spider-Talk. We're uh, we're rapidly approaching our Amazing Spider-Talk episodes being nearly the same number as our uh, Superior Spider-Talk episodes. We'll reach that point in a few, uh, a few uh, episodes here, Mark.
0: So what does that mean?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it means, but like uh, those people who are having those kind of old, the like, it should still be superior spider talk. Well, guess what? Uh, it, we're going to be about caught up to that and uh, time for you to leave that name behind.
0: We're fast approaching our two-year anniversary, right?
1: Yeah, actually we are. That's weird to think about, Mark.
0: Yeah. How I mean, the
1: time has flown.
0: Two years ago we were talking about, you know, Superior Spider-Man versus Cardiac. Yeah. And, you know, my how times have changed.
1: Well, you never know. Uh, cardiac could show up. Maybe there's a Cardiac Spider-Man. There we go. In, in, <laughs> in the sixth part of the story. It's the long game, man. (laughs) Um, Of course, if you find us on iTunes, you can leave us a rating and a comment and let us know how we're doing, and we'll be sure to read it on the air. And also, I mean, make sure you guys do this. If you have any opinions on these comics or questions, we love getting questions. Email them to us at AmazingSpiderTalk at gmail.com, and we'll address and read those on the air like we did today.
0: Yeah. And and be sure to check out both of our Facebook pages at facebook.com slash superior spire talk and facebook.com slash chasing amazing. Um, Dan posts articles. I post articles. We post news bits. Uh, again, you want to ask a question. I get questions there. I'm sure Dan, you get some questions. Uh, it's a great way to get in touch with us. So, so check out those two Facebook pages and again, uh, check out, and if you feel so generous, donate to our friendly neighborhood Spider Talk Members Club and help support our show. Uh, Dan, where can we find you online?
1: Well, we still you, say online? Yeah, I think that's a thing. Oh, well, I read a Google article today about the death of the Internet. So oh. I don't know what that means, but... Uh,
0: it's all going to be SharePoint? Is well, that what they're I, I think <laughs> the
1: idea is that... You won't, like, go on a web browser anymore. it will just integrate with your life in every conceivable way. I look forward to this world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it sounds terrible. <laughs> um, but my Microsoft put out that, like, video, I don't know if you saw this, of their, like, goggles that, like, turn every interface and world into, like, a hologram. Nice. And I was like, that's all fine, Microsoft, but, like... Windows still doesn't work. Like, no. <laughs> when am I going to trust you to do holograms? <laughs> anyway, uh, on the uh, in- on the internet this week, you can uh, <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at at SupSpiderTalk, or go to my Spider-Man website SuperiorSpiderTalk.com. dot uh, This week we have the reviews of all of this week's books from all of our writers. So if you uh, don't like what I'm saying on here You can go on there and get an alternate take On uh, the books from all of my writing team And we have a nice piece uh, by from Jala She uh, wrote about Anna Maria Marconi For our Spy Diversity column And about how she is a wonderful character And representation for women And, uh, and, uh, and uh, little people the world round
0: Sounds like good stuff, Dan. I look forward to reading it. You could of course, find all my stuff at www.chasingamazingblog.com and, and follow me on Twitter at ChasingASMblog. And, uh, you know, in terms of Spidey content, well, there's been a ton of new releases, and this one-man army is going to keep at it. But they, they might be spread out over the next week or two. Um, the most recent installment of my Clone Saga callback ran uh, this past week, Dan. That was the Web of Life story. Um, and I, I believe we're, we're three, three chapters into the clone sack. and I believe I identified this one as the crack starting the show. So, um, there's only about 30 chapters left. So, um, <laughs> but chapter three folks, I'm really glad
1: you. you're doing this by chapters because when you first proposed this idea to me,
0: Oh, I couldn't conceivably do it issue by issue. Yeah, that would be I insane. Was like,
1: he's going to lose his mind. So, yeah,
0: um, yeah. Yeah, this, there's only so much like Seward trainer I can take, <laughs> uh, but um, but next week, Dan, you and I got something cool coming up, right?
1: Yeah, we do. We uh, we're part of this team of bloggers. Uh, the
0: super blog team up.
1: Uh, yep, and uh, th- like, what is it now? Four times a year, every three months, we do a team up where we all the blogs, all these comic book blogs. Uh, sync our content and so this time we're talking about alternate universes which like, okay, how appropriate, right? Yeah. Um, And so Mark and I are taking sides and we are talking about Spider-Man Reign, the miniseries from 2011 and uh, we both I really like the book and he really doesn't like the book. Isn't that right, Mark? That's that's a
0: fair assessment, yeah.
1: And uh, we're going to come at it from uh, different uh, angles, and uh, well, we're contemplating doing a podcast where we discuss it as well. Yeah,
0: I mean, let's 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 see what time allows. Hey, I mean, this is this is going to run next Wednesday, uh, so that's what about four uh, five days out from when we're recording the stand. Um, so you know, we'll, we'll, we'll you know at the very least we'll we'll certainly acknowledge it on the next. Uh, spider, spider Talk podcast that we do that talks about Amazing Spider-Man, but maybe, you know, if you guys want to write in and give us some feedback and weigh in and say who you agree with based on two, our, both both our pieces, you know, maybe we can uh, use that as a launching point for a really in-depth discussion on the podcast. What do you think about that, Ben?
1: That sounds great. So, uh, yeah, Spider-Man Reign uh, writings and opinions. that Send them to us. Uh, That would be really fun. I'd love to know what you guys think. Uh, Sometimes I feel like I'm on a little planet by myself in my adoration of that story. Um, uh, Radioactive sperm and all.
0: (laughs) Radioactive sperm.
1: (laughs) If if your post about not liking this is solely just about radioactive sperm, I'm going to be very disappointed in you, Mark.
0: No. Come on. Give me more credit than that. I – I have have about 1,500 words down that, you know, and it's not all just radioactive sperm, radioactive sperm, radioactive sperm. Although that would be funny if I just did
1: that. (laughs) This is my opinion. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, radioactive sperm aside, Mark, uh, do you want to take us home?
0: Yeah. um, You know, as Spider Totem Uncle Ben once told me, After he, you know, stopped wallowing in his misery of, you know, blowing up the world or or being part of a world that blew up with great podcasts, there must also come amazing spider Time podcasts.